This is Leading the Way, presented to you by Nicolina Finska, podcast about challenges of being a woman entrepreneur and leader in a STEM startup scene. Hello and welcome. This is the first episode of my podcast, so I'm super excited to have you here. My name is Nikolina Finska, and I will be your host. So thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for listening. Um, in this series of podcasts, I will talk about um, female entrepreneurship. Uh, somebody might think, why am I talking specifically about female entrepreneurship? Because isn't it all the same? Well, I have been entrepreneur more or less for about eight years now and I had been dabbling in entrepreneurship before but never consistently and I can tell there's quite a lot of differences especially when you work in uh, STEM so I was uh, entrepreneur mostly in technology in a game gaming related field and there's lots of differences when you're being entrepreneur as a woman and a man and this podcast is dedicated to that, the, you know, the, the challenges, uh, the successes, uh, the good things, the bad things. Um, and the intent is to really help you out if you are considering becoming an entrepreneur and you kind of want to hear firsthand experience, what can you expect or what to look for. Uh, if you, already, you are an entrepreneur and you feel like, is this normal? Is this how it's supposed to be? Um, so hopefully this podcast is going to give you some insights um, and real life stories that will help you help you in your everyday work or help you make a decision. Is the entrepreneurship the right thing for you? Um, and of course, you know, there are as many stories uh, as there are entrepreneurs out there. Uh, I will also invite some of the other women entrepreneurs um, and uh, so we can hear their stories and their journey and hopefully give inspiration and useful tips in your own uh, entrepreneurial uh, career as well. So a bit about me. Um, so uh, my name is Nicolina Finska. Um, I have been working in the gaming industry for the last 10, 11 years. Uh, Maybe a little bit more even. I kind of maybe don't want to admit how fast the time is passing. Um, I started my career before I worked in gaming. I worked in tech. And before that, I worked in, um, well, I worked in tech and I worked in tech. <laughs> and before that, I worked in sales and marketing. I, I worked for the government. I worked in tourism. Uh, before I kind of stumbled my way into the tech industry and then from tech uh, I went into gaming. I worked for the big companies. I worked in Nokia. I worked in Rovio, makers of Angry Birds. I worked in Next Games, which is now Netflix Studio. And about seven years ago, I finally made my decision that it's time to become an entrepreneur. So the last six, seven years, I've been co-founder uh, in a couple of companies. Uh, I uh, co-founded a um, gaming consulting company, uh, then a uh, gaming studio. 
after the gaming studio closed up, was thinking a little bit about what to do next. And guess what? I <laughs> I co-founded another gaming studio, and I also uh, found, founded another consultancy company. So, uh, been doing it um, uh, again. But besides my entrepreneurial work, I also do uh, mentoring. I do lots of coaching. Uh, I'm mentoring uh, with uh, within the gaming industry framework, but also with European Innovation Council where I'm mentoring for the uh, underrepresented, particularly women founders, in, and it's mostly in technology. So, um, so yeah, so this is kind of like a little bit about me. Uh, what have I been doing before? Uh, it's, you know, how did I decide that I want to be an entrepreneur? I kind of come from industry of entrepreneurs, industry family of entrepreneurs, and that even goes from my grandmother. My grandmother and my grandfather, they have, they've been entrepreneurs, but it's been very difficult. I'm originally Croatian. Uh, they were entrepreneurs during the time of ex-Yugoslavia. It was a communist country. It was very difficult to be an entrepreneur because there's not much space in communism for entrepreneurship. And they had a very, uh, well... They had a great business, which would be scored these days. But trust me, in the 50s and 60s, it was awesome. They were making plastic carrier bags, just the new tech. And they were selling it to the open markets. So they were all of the little suppliers in the markets that were selling fish, meat, uh, you know, vegetables. They would buy the small uh, plastic bags from my grandparents. Uh, so this is the first time I kind of got in touch with entrepreneurship uh, they were making bags at home. We were all helping out because there was a limit how many employees you can have uh, when you are running your business in the communism. So kind of the whole family was helping out. Some grandparents, we were making bags and sealing them at home. Um, and uh, I could see how much of work was actually done by my grandma. So she was doing lots of organization. She was doing lots of hustling, uh, you know, business development, as you would call these days. Uh, and uh, she had these really good ideas about what to do. And honestly, my granddad was, you know, he was there, he was working, but uh, she kind of carried most of the most of the uh, company on her back. Uh, but she never really got credit for it. And the, moving forward, it was a bit similar when my father became an entrepreneur. My father had a driving business business. Uh, small van business he in one stage had a couple of vans and uh my mom carried lots of weight and even i tried to help out uh but yeah my father wasn't really made to be an entrepreneur so he stopped it went back to work uh but it seems like the entrepreneurial line runs in women in our family so i always was kind of attracted to it but i also saw a bad side of it i saw how difficult it can be how one wrong decision can really impact you, especially when you're running a small business or early business early on. How the changes in economic society, the macroeconomic scale can impact your small business. Like, for example, my father had a, uh, had a business uh, during the war and uh, they had there was lots of problems you know having a transportation business while you know half of your country or a third of your country is occupied so 
could see lots of there's lots of challenges, but there's also lots of rewarding things as well. And uh, they could really control their times. And when the times were good, the times were good. Uh, so I got that insight early on, but you know, I kind of decided to chase career which had more, uh, which was more safe. But I always felt a little bit of fitch, you know. I always uh, was thinking like, oh, if I just would, if I just would try, who knows what would happen. And the first time I gave it serious try in uh, in Finland in was it 2016, and uh, I decided, okay, you know. Now I'm almost 40. If I don't do it now, like, actually, I was over 40. Uh, if I won't do it now, it's not going to happen. I'm just going to become too comfortable. Um, so let's let's take the leap. Let's jump in. Um, yeah. And I can tell you the first uh, company I founded, it was a complete disaster. <laughs> I'm laughing now. It wasn't funny at the time. Uh, at the time, I was I was I was crying. I did everything wrong, uh, and I wished at the time that there was more resources that to help me out. Uh, I did ask lots of people for advice. Some of it was good. Some of it was a bit disconnected from what I was doing. Some of it was completely wrong. Uh, and even when I was getting it, I knew it was wrong. I didn't know what's the right thing to do, but I knew. I was smart enough that I could understand that what they're telling me, it's not right. Um, there was also lots of people who came across want to help, but they were really trying to take advantage of the situation. You know, I had somebody who was interested to become an advisor, but they wanted to take 20% of the uh, company shares. If you're new to entrepreneurship, we're going to talk about it a bit later. Like, that's a big no-no. I mean, advisors should get, like, way, way less than that. We're talking about one-digit percentages, uh, definitely not two-digit percentages. So, you know, I had to kind of figure it out all by myself. Um, and, you know, you become wiser. Every, for every mistake, teaches you a very, very valuable, uh, valuable lesson. Um, and I was thinking about giving it up. Um, but every time when I thought about it, it was always like, oh, you know, it just feels fulfillment doing it. You feel kind of that I have a possibility kind of to take control of my trajectory of my career. I have a control of, uh, like my time. That's a bit delusional, but you know, perception that you control your time. But it's also, I had a feeling that I'm doing something that has a meaning, that it's a bit bigger than me. So it's not only something that it's work, but it's something that felt like a mission uh, because I had a chance to kind of build the companies or at least attempt to build the companies in the way that I thought it's right. And for me, that was the, mo the biggest hook. That was something that I felt really rewarding and uh, it's something that I knew that would be exceptionally difficult, if not impossible, to do when you're working for an employer. Um, yeah, and when you know when the things went really sour, and when I had to close my gaming studio, um, I spent some time thinking like, what do you want to do next? And you know, uh, the answer was like, well. I'm just going to be solo entrepreneur for some time until I figure it out. And guess what? I'm an entrepreneur and a co-founder again. Um, I'm not saying that one day I will not work for somebody. 
again. Uh, you never know when that chemistry might happen. Um, but I feel that entrepreneurship was a really a right choice for me, and I'm glad. I'm really glad I did it because you learn so much doing this. You you know, it's you learn things that there is no chance you can learn them by working for somebody else. Um, you also have to improve. Not improve, but you kind of really get to know yourself as a person as well, because you will be exposed to extreme stress and extreme challenges, but also extreme uh, rewards. And kind of it pushes you, uh, it pushes you out of your comfort zone. You find yourself in uncharted waters and then you kind of see what are you made of. You kind of your character develops as well. And you learn what you like or dislike. You know, you can also see, OK, this is what I actually really want to achieve. and you find things that are really meaningful to you or that you want to focus on. So not only it was uh, that it's interesting and important professional journey, but it takes on a personal journey as well. Um, so yeah, quite a, uh, quite a, quite a journey. Uh, and we'll talk about it more in a, in the coming episodes. Uh, but yeah, um, I hope that you like the team. I hope it's, this podcast is going to teach you something or help you with uh, your own decision-making or your own doubts. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not going to... I, I speak quite straightforward and I'm quite direct and I'm not going to be avoiding difficult subjects. I'm not going to talk only about difficult subjects because there's great parts of entrepreneurship as well. But I will talk about things... Uh, like burnout. I will talk about things like falling out with your partners and uh, co-founders and employees and what to do in these situations when you realize that there's a huge mismatch uh, because there is a big chance that you will encounter these situations in your startup journey. I will talk about bankruptcy, control bankruptcy, uncontrolled bankruptcy, and how, like what can bring to it and how to avoid it and what to do when you realize that the plans are not happening as you envisioned and that, you know, money that is supposed to come didn't come. I'm also going to talk about money a lot because it's a big part of this business, about raising money, pitching money, uh, what's a good deal, what's a bad deal, how to get out of the bad deal, uh, you know, uh, and how to make sure that, you know, you don't sign that bad deal in the future to recognize it, kind of how to read sometimes between the lines. Um, I will talk about stress of being an entrepreneur and how to handle it, how to balance uh, your work life and your personal life, because we hear lots about the hustle, that entrepreneurship is a hustle and you have to dedicate an insane amount of hours for it. And, you know, can I do it if I'm a mom and I have two small kids at the home? Can I do it if I take care of my elderly parents? Can I do it if, you know, um, I don't have enough stamina or focus to work more than specific amount of hours per week? going to talk about all of these things that we heard about entrepreneurship and, uh, you know, are they true or not? Or what do they mean? Uh, how they affect your business? We're going to talk also a lot about how to build teams, how to scale up your company, what to be careful about. Uh, and also how to descale your company, what happens when you need to cut down and how to handle that. So um, 
I'll try to uh, cover as many wide topics as I can. I'll talk about my personal experiences quite openly. And then hopefully the guests that we are going to bring on board will also going to give you uh, some great, great insights. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. I hope that uh, this sounds good. <laughs> and I hope that I will see you, oh well, that you will hear me in about uh, every two weeks. So this is the first episode. Next episode is coming in a two weeks time. It's going to be every other Wednesday that the podcast uh, new episode is coming out. And please feel free to subscribe to get a notification about it. Um, and yeah, and thank you for listening. Uh, this has been great. And uh, hope we meet again in a two weeks time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Leading the Way. For transcripts and more information, visit nicolinawork.com. Looking forward to meeting you here every other Wednesday.